Welcome to Workplace Community Connections. I'm your host, Charlotte Stevens. We are all part of different communities, families, friends, and professional groups. This podcast focuses on the communities of which we are a part in our professional lives, our workplaces, and our business communities. My guests will share their insights into strengthening workplaces, enhancing engagement and satisfaction, and building relationships to carry us all forward together. You will hear from human resource professionals and business and nonprofit leaders who strive every day to make our workplaces and our communities stronger, better, and more connected. So let's get started with today's guest. Today, my guest is Sandy Demarest of Demarest Dimensions. Sandy, hi. Glad you could join me today. Thank you, Sharla. Happy to be here. You and I have known each other for uh, quite a few years, both of us in different lives at the time. So I thought it would be interesting for us to talk a little bit about what what you're doing these days. So tell us about your business. Great. I would love to. Yes. So I started Demarest Directions in 2009. So I've been doing it for quite a while. And I work with clients mid-career and beyond. Some people wonder, what does mid-career mean? So it's often more of a stage than an age, but I feel like pretty much people that are maybe mid to late 40s and up who are in transition due to life, career, work, circumstances. Oh, some are just seeking change, wanting more meaning and purpose just looking for that sort of that what's that what's next and really tend to want to be more of design like what that next phase of their career and lives looks like. So and I do that through one to one coaching. I do small groups, which I absolutely love because I feel like there's a lot of great energy dynamics and encouragement and support. And I also do some work within organizations around delivery of retirement transition programs. So kind of a combination of coaching and training. Yes, those are my Yeah, are my so I was things. gonna ask that. How do your clients find you? So sometimes they're individuals and sometimes it's through employers or businesses. Right. Yes. So I would say individuals, I've been working with individuals since you know, the first day I started my business. So it's, I'm pretty established. So I find it's through word of mouth and people that have worked with me or just, I think, I think because I've been doing it for a while and I seem to be known in the area. I also love to do presentations. So a lot of times I'll do a presentation and people will sort of, you know, go to that and then think, oh, let me learn some more. And I'd say with organizations, some of the same, but I I do work with organizations. I, it, I have not done as much work. I used to do leadership coaching. So some of them know me from there, but that tends to be more of me being a little bit more proactive. And I just do a lot of connecting and networking and reaching out to people that I know in sort of the world of HR. So that... Oh. Ha- yeah, what do you do to work with people in transition as as the focus of your business? You know, I've always done it. So when I started my business, I worked, I didn't work mid-career and beyond. I worked with young people because that's what I had done prior to starting my business. I worked in education, secondary and higher ed. So at that point, I worked with new grads. So that was a transitional point. I've always gravitated towards transition because, well, number one, I, I think my middle name is change. <laughs> I, I actually thrive on change. 
And I see people in these points of transition or change and they don't all like know what to do with it. And, you know, there's always sort of that messy part of transition. And I see transition to me, though, is not seen this way initially. To me, it's like an opportunity. It's like a clean slate. What's next? So I find it really exciting. So I love to help people through that. And I think that's what I had been through some transitions of my own. And I think the real, I had seen a lot of clients that were maybe mid-career and then they started getting a little bit older, as we all do. (laughs) And they got close to thinking about, oh, I'm at that traditional retirement age, but I don't really want to retire. So I, you know, so that a lot of my work has been around sort of that mid-career, but I'd say even starting to think about retiring, but I, I like to call it rewiring. So yeah, I just, I've always, I, what I find really exciting about transition is people get really kind of stuck. And then all of a sudden the, that aha moment comes where they think, oh, wow, so I could do that. So yeah, I just, yeah, I guess that's what drew me to it. I just, I really enjoy it. I love it. In fact. Well, when you meet clients for the first time, are they usually ready to make changes or is that something that comes out of your time with them? Most of them come to me, maybe not early on, but they know this about me. I mean, I think I really started very much strongly with career coaching. And I think, you know, career coaching encompasses quite a bit. So it's sort of that people that want to make a change and then it's how do I get there? So it's the resume, the interview, the marketing. People came to know me as the one that likes that first part. Like, so they would come to me wanting a change. Most of them, I actually outsource for resume writing because I no longer do that. So I do think most come to me for a change. Some make a change. Some make a very, like a minor shift. Some make a major change. And there are a few that through our work together have decided, you know what? I don't know if the grass is greener on the other side and what can I do within my organization and my current job to add maybe a bit more meaning and purpose. So it's a little bit all over the map, but I do find I'm, I seem to be known as the career coach that helps people make changes. (laughs) So what kinds of tools and strategies do you use to help people get to where they hopefully will be happier and more fulfilled? Well, I feel like it always begins with self-assessment. So we always start with some assessment tools and a lot of self-discovery, a lot of questions, you know, things, I mean, as a coach, our sort of our sweet spot is asking questions. Our, my belief, and I think a lot of other coaches believe that often someone has sort of deep down they know, but they just feel stuck. They feel scared. They think, can I do this? Is it too late? So it's really pulling that out of them. And so I feel like with the self-assessment or or giving them different assessments, it turns into a springboard for conversation, a springboard to sort of look at what's possible, what are the opportunities. And then of course, then that turns into more of a evaluation process. But I feel like even prior to that, is someone that comes to me, a strategy or tool is all around mindset. You know, what, what is your mindset? Because I think when we go into transitions, I I guess there are some self-limiting beliefs. And so I try and bring them through some exercises to shift their mindset to one of growth, to one of discovery, to one of exploration, because that's really where it begins. So I'd say those are the 
the main tools that we start with. And then when we get to a decision or like options, maybe there's two or three options, then we'll go through some brainstorming and research. But like I said, and the the marketing and of yourself and the resume and all of that, I, I do some of that, but I also, I, I work with a couple of resume writers. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say mindset, self-assessment, discovery, and then we go through some analyzing and researching different options. So do you, do you work with uh, people that are looking to make job changes or are there, are there entrepreneurs that, you know, want to rewire, as you put it, by, you know, starting their own business or, or breaking away from the traditional corporate structure? It's all over the map. It's all of the, <laughs> and yeah, it's so there's some people that, you know, are just are looking for a job change. Maybe they're in job transition or maybe have lost a job or something has changed in their life or they need a new job. So I do do that. I do find that and probably even over the last maybe two to three years, most people that have come to me, I have worked at a large institution, corporate education, and they're looking to do something more entrepreneurial. Not everybody, you know, some, I do a lot of work with Encore Careers. So sometimes people are just looking for something with more meaning and some of those folks. So it's, if they still want to earn money, but money is not the primary factor, it's more about how can I sort of contribute? How can I stay engaged? How can I have meaning and fulfillment? So it, you know, that's not everybody that tends to be there are some folks that definitely need the income. Yeah, I I think, you know, obviously having that type of flexibility where the amount of money you earn or if you earn any money is is not a major factor certainly leads to a lot more opportunity and choices that one can make. Absolutely. And when I do, I do like a initial introductory call and that's one of my first questions. There's some people that absolutely need to earn a living and they have a certain amount of money they need to make and they want to make a career change, which means they're moving to something a little bit different. And we have to have that reality conversation. Not that I want to discourage them, but you may not make that salary if you're doing something different, making a change. So yeah, so there, that becomes, there's still opportunity, but it's not quite as open as somebody that money isn't, you know, the main motivator. Well, it, it seems to me that, it, you know, selecting a coach and finding a coach to work with, you really have to have the right chemistry and the right mix. Um, yes. How do you determine if, if you are a good fit to work with somebody who might approach you? So as I mentioned, I always do a complimentary introductory call and there's a lot of questions I ask, a lot of information I get, and I also talk about my process. So it's interesting. I'd say there's certain times when these are some situations where I feel like we probably aren't a right fit. Some of it, you're right, is chemistry, but I also work with people that are, we're very different as far as personality and style, but I, I still feel really strongly that we're a good fit. But I think the most important thing is for clients to understand this is a process. I, I'm not the coach that you come to two times and gonna, you're going to move into something new and different. So 
I think there needs to be an understanding and patience that this is going to take a little bit of time. I think the other piece is it could be sort of a budget question. So, you know, sometimes it just, I'd say in most cases, it becomes, there's been very few times when I've said to a client, I don't think we're a good fit. It, it, it has happened a couple of times. Usually we determine it mutually through our conversation. They sort of realize, okay, that's not really what I thought it was going to be. So I do, most times it has, it, it has been a good fit, but I think just, just being really open, like, this is how I work. This is what I do. And, you know, this is how this sort of coaching relationship is going to be. Some people have never worked with a coach, so they don't even really know what that means. I, they, they so don't. That sort of begs the question. So, so, you know, tell us what does it mean to work with a coach and, and who's the right candidate to seek out a coach? Sure. I do feel some people, they, some people just want answers. <laughs> Yeah. Like you tell me, okay, these are all my skills. What should I do? That's not what a coach does. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, not easy. A, I'm not a magician. So a coach, and I, I'd say different because I started out as a career counselor when I worked in higher education. So I'd say a career counselor, just a counselor in general, sort of takes some of your past experiences and does some work around that. And whereas a coach, it's pretty much all like, future focused. So, and we, I see it as we're partners. So yes, I mean, I'm not just going to not, I typically don't give advice. I, it's more asking some of those questions, helping people to uncover like some of those pieces that are really important to them. Of course, if they say, well, what do you think about this? I certainly will help them through that process. But I think it's very much a partner who can offer, you know, ask those powerful questions, and then offer like resources and ideas and thoughts. And of course, if I'm asked a question, I certainly will answer it. But it's sort of not, it's in, it's not really a counselor. It's not really a consultant. It's really just being on this journey with my clients as, and supporting them, of course, as they go through this transition. How long does a coaching relationship typically last? In my work, it's, I'd say at least three months three months, six months. And I have had people for 12 months. I'd say when they start with me and I have two different sort of, you know, packages, obviously the six months is more comprehensive, but you know, we usually, it depends where they are. If somebody wants a change, but has absolutely no idea. And it also depends on their timeline. So some, someone's really not in that big of a hurry, but they want to figure this out. It might be more of a six-month package. But yeah, I'd say anywhere from three months to 12 months. But typically for my clients, it's three to six months. So you, you use the expression rewire instead of retire. Can you yes. me why you like that term better? It's interesting. Retirement is a word that we're all very familiar with. So I used to say, well, you can just define it however you want. Because if you, if you look up retire in the dictionary, it's like withdraw, move away from, I don't know. It's People think of it, some people see it as a negative word. Like it means I'm getting really old and I can't work anymore. I mean, and really retirement, when it was developed, it was for when we didn't work that long and we only didn't live that long. I guess that's the, that's the bigger piece. And people had very physical jobs and they would retire and they'd maybe live another 10 to 12 years. So it was all about rest and relaxation. The rewire and what I like about rewire, it's sort of re-changing the way we think. 
changing the way we focus, changing, you know, that whole paradigm of like, it could also be old retirement, new retirement, but I think rewirement, I see it as more like an opportunity to do some discovery work and to figure out how are you going to find purpose? What's going to be meaningful to you as you, I often use the word move to the next chapter. I, I don't, I mean, I do use the word retirement because it's so familiar to everybody, but I, I try and reframe it a bit as far as what what it means. If somebody wants a very traditional retirement, which is fine, and there's certain people that just love that, that's great. They're probably not the clients for me. So it's more those that want the change, want more purpose, want more meaning, want to rewire, want that rewirement. Yeah, it's funny that when I first heard you use that that expression, it really resonated with me because that's sort of what I did in my career in that, right. you know, very, very busy, stressful, you know, 24-7 type of job. And I said, well, there's some things about that job that I love and other things that I don't love. So maybe we can take some of those pieces and, and make it fit. And, you know, I can imagine that the experiences you have with grants run, run the gamut. Right. And you, you did on your own what I often help people do that sometimes struggle with that. Cause I think sometimes we say they want to change. They're like, Oh my gosh, I can't stand. Now I'm not saying you said this, but I get some of that. I can't stand anything about my job. I don't want to do that. But then we sort of dissect it and I'm like, okay, well, like, let's look at the parts you did like. Like, let's look at the skills that you liked and let's look at the ones you disliked and let's start making a list. And I think it becomes more. What do you want to move away from and what do you want to move towards? So there might be pieces of it that you really liked, but there are also pieces that you didn't. So, yeah, so it becomes a big, um, a big project. I, I always feel like I tell people when I work with them, I don't know if you are investigative, but in this process, you need to be self you're an investigator of yourself because there's a lot of clues and patterns that will sort of emerge that, um, will help kind of you direct you to move to whatever is the next thing for you. So one thing I, I, I think is interesting is that once people make the transition, sometimes they still need that support. So is that our relationship that, that continues? I mean, I say like a year and a half later, I still have dreams about my past life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Doing it for so many years, it's really hard to, to let it go. Right, right. Yeah. So. So is the question around, do I help people once they've kind of made that? Yes. And moved on. Yes. I mean, I would say in the beginning, I didn't do that as much. I see, I'm seeing much more of a need for that. So they do continue on with me. I've actually, I also, I'm a big believer of community and bringing people together. So right now it's a Facebook group that I have, but it's, so it's some people that, are thinking about working with me, have worked with me, and some that are still need support. And, and I've thought it's funny you asked this question because I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking of bringing people together in more of a sort of support encouragement once you've made that transition. Because I think I do think that's really an important piece. I've done it a little bit more individually with certain people, and some people have been interested, and others are just like, no, no, I'm just set to go, and I'm I'm good. I'll let you know if I need more help. But yeah, I think there's a lot of pieces to it. And it's sort of, you know, old life, new life. <laughs> yeah. And you said that you enjoy working with groups. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how you've done that and what you yeah. can learn around that? Yes. I 
I love, I, so I, I really do like individuals. This is the thing about me. One of my um, work values is variety. So I do, I like a little bit of everything. I like some individuals. And so the groups, one of the reasons I started them, you know, well, the cost for a group is lower than individual and some people budget wise, that was good. And other people love the idea of working with others. And when I say groups, it's really small. It's like four to six. I think the most I would have would be eight. But we go through a very similar process to what I do with individuals. But, you know, someone, they'll do an assessment in between sessions and we'll come back and we'll process it together. And sometimes, you know, things come up. I, what I like about it is there's a lot of support. If someone is low on confidence, I mean, I always help work with people on that. But if it's a group and the groups, they are not designed specifically for women, but it's very rare that I have a man in the group. I think women just gravitate towards maybe that group and that support a bit more. Most of my male clients are more one-to-one clients, but so your so male I, clients, but it, they're individual clients. It yeah. seems to be, yes. So I, I probably have more women, I think, because I, I've, you know, once you start working with women, then they refer other women, but I do work with both. But the groups are just, I love the dynamics of people get really bonded. I think people like to know that they're not alone, that there's others on that journey with them. And as they get to know each other, they offer some like amazing like ideas and collaborations. And when I first started doing groups, it was specifically for career change. And they, at the end, they'd be like, oh no, can we do this longer? Or will, will there be a reunion? And, <laughs> and so that was called Jumpstart Your Career. My groups now, I have a group called Next Chapter Calling. What do you call to do next? So it speaks a bit more to those in some sort of transition, it's often like empty nesters or I don't know, maybe someone that's had a life change. Maybe they lost their life partner or or they're just really wanting to leave full-time work and move to something else or just a totally different career. So, but what I'm finding, so that's my group now. And it's, it's I've had two different models. It's usually either six or eight sessions and we meet every other week. And just recently, I've had three women call me for an introductory call, and the big word is meaning. They all they go, we we want we want more meaning. So I I'm thinking of maybe specifically doing, and they're all around the same. They've all retired, and they're not happily retired. <laughs> and so I'm thinking of doing a meaning making group, or I'm not sure what I'm going to call it exactly, but it's that seems to be what people are looking for. They, I think we all. You know, they said we're busy, we're doing some things, but we're not feeling fulfillment and meaning. So, yeah, so that's, so the groups are very fun for me. And I think they're, I mean, I think one-to-one is very valuable, but for that person that wants more of a kind of support, built-in cheerleaders and advisors all in one group, that's what this is. Yeah, I imagine you get a lot of valuable, you know, feedback and peer support from from the group. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I think you've also done some retreats, haven't you? I I have. I've actually I've done just one retreat. It feels like more because I love <laughs> the re- I love the retreats. I I had one this spring that I had to postpone to the fall because of I am writing a book. And it's pretty much taken over my life, but we're at the, (laughs) we're at the light. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I decided to move the retreat to the fall. The last one was last fall at a retreat center called El Noba in Kensington, New Hampshire. And 
It was so much fun. I love everything I do, but to me, this was one of my favorite things because it was nice to really, it was, it was for women and it was very casual, very informal, very like safe at a beautiful location. So we could, I love to be outside. And so most people that came also did. So there was walking the trails and journaling by these beautiful reflection ponds. And then we got to spend the night in these gorgeous cabins and we cooked a meal together and everybody became very connected doing that. So I do love the retreats and I, I definitely plan on doing one to two a year. And I also think it was a way sometimes when people think, I don't know if I really need coaching. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. This was a way just to be sort of introduced to sort of my programs and in a, in a nice way to unplug, relax. And we, I partnered with a mindfulness coach. So that was really a great partnership and we'll be doing that in the future. So people could really learn mindfulness, just unplug, relax, but also reflect and really reimagine what's next. So how do people find you? Who's listening now wants to look up one of your treat, uh, retreats or make a connection with you? How do they Yes. Find you? So they can find me on my website, which is DemrestDirections.com. All my information is there. I have a Facebook page, Demarest Directions. I'm on Instagram at Demarest Direction. <laughs> and I'm also on LinkedIn. So there's, and I and I also have the, if someone is really thinking they want to like dig in more and join the Facebook group, it's just a free group. It's, that's kind of cool because we kind of just answer some questions, sort of all, I, I call it the holistic hub for all things midlife and beyond. So it is work, but it also a bunch of other things come up. So yeah, so those are all, all ways to find me. And yeah, and I welcome, like I said, I always, you know, have just, I love to just give information and set up an introductory call and it, it turns into something great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. So people can dip their toe in the waters with the Facebook group or maybe yes. with a retreat. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's fantastic. And I, and I do find that that is a time of life, you know, whether it's somebody in their forties, fifties, sixties saying, I'm getting closer to that retirement age. And I don't know that quote unquote retirement is, is the thing for me that, you know, very often they need to explore what the different possibilities. Yeah. Mean. And so, and I think even before you get to that point is important, which is what I do with some organizations and the book is Midlife, New Life, Living Consciously in the Second Half, because I think, nice. I mean, I think if you're 50, maybe versus 70, you're kind of at a different place in some ways. But I think at 50, you can start, just start thinking a bit more. I always say disable autopilot because we've all been like, boom, 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 got to like, you know, work, pay bills, raising children. And not that you don't get some joy out of that, but it's it's very it's we don't always take the time to sit back and get a little bit more intentional about what like what we really want at a different phase. Fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to you, Sandy. Really appreciate your your coming on to have this conversation. And hopefully we'll be talking more in the future about. I hope things. so. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I really always love talking to you, Sharla. Same here. Thanks. OK, bye bye. Thank you for joining me today for Workplace Community Connections. 
If you are interested in subscribing to our podcast or learning more about Charla Stevens Consulting, please go to our website or email me directly at charla at charlastevensconsulting.com. Thank you for joining me again and have a wonderful day.